a financial plan requires planning. It's savings, RRSPs, investments, and planning for the unexpected. TD Term Life Insurance can help protect your family's financial future if you were to unexpectedly pass away. You can apply for TD Term Life Insurance online or over the phone by speaking to a licensed advisor. If you're under the age of 55, you could be approved for up to $500,000 of coverage without a medical exam. Conditions apply. TD Term Life Insurance is underwritten by TD Life Insurance Company. Visit tdinsurance.com slash termlife to learn more. Already smarting from the shutdown of the Keystone XL pipeline, Canada's oil industry is now facing the prospect that a long operating oil line could be shut down. Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer has revoked an easement for Enbridge's Line 5, which ships oil from Alberta through the U.S. and onto refineries in southern Ontario, but also several U.S. states. This has raised concern not only in oil-producing Alberta, but in Ontario and Quebec, which rely on that oil. I'm Dave Breckenridge, and this is 10-3. Financial Post Energy reporter Jeffrey Morgan joins me to discuss Michigan's concern over Line 5, how the Canadian government is responding, and what the ramifications would be in Canada and the U.S. if Line 5 is shut down. Don't forget you can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, wherever you get your favorite shows. I'd love it if you could leave us a rating, a review, and tell your friends about us. So, Jeff, you and I have talked several times over the last couple of years about Canada's oil industry, most notably how the country has taken a hit due to COVID-19 and falling oil prices. But we've also discussed the notion of pipelines and their importance to moving Alberta oil. And most of the controversy has come around new projects moving oil to the south, like Keystone XL, or to the west, like Trans Mountain. But this latest controversy involves a pipeline moving oil to refineries in the east, in Ontario. What is Line 5? Yeah, Line 5 is the main artery that brings oil from Alberta into not just southern Ontario, but also Michigan, Illinois, Ohio. There are a number of refineries in the United States who this is their only hookup for oil. It's not very creatively named Line 5, but it's a really important pipeline. It's part of a bigger network that Enbridge has because most of the oil that's produced in Alberta moves on this network that Enbridge calls the main line. Mm -hmm. And the main line includes multiple pipelines, one of which is line five. And it takes over 2 million barrels a day of oil from from Western Canada and moves it mostly to the US Midwest, like all the way to Pennsylvania, Ohio, Illinois, Wisconsin, Michigan, and then Southern Ontario. So the three refineries and petrochemical projects in Sarnia, Ontario, they need this pipeline. And if it gets shut down, yeah, they're they're sweating this potential issue. Line five has been in existence for decades, yeah. has it not? Yeah. Like, why all of a sudden has it become a controversial piece of infrastructure? Well, it has been controversial in the past, but ever since Governor Gretchen Whitmer was elected in Michigan, a Democratic governor who has been opposed to this pipeline, which, as you say, it has existed for decades. But what it does is it cuts underneath the Great Lakes. There's a portion of this pipeline that goes in the what's called the Straits of Mackinac. Uh, I might be pronouncing that wrong, but it goes under the straits that divide two of the Great Lakes. So if there ever was a spill, it would potentially be you know quite damaging to the Great Lakes. Mm-hmm. And you know the people of Michigan would be very upset about it. 
you know, it's attracted a lot of controversy. And Enbridge, because it's an older line, has sought to replace it. And they've been in negotiations with Michigan for years and finally signed an agreement to build a tunnel. So what they want to do is they want to drill a tunnel underneath the straits and then put the new pipeline in that. So the idea would be that if the new pipeline were to leak, it would only leak within the tunnel. And so you have this solidified tunnel underneath the straits that can capture a leak. And so the the risk to leaking into the Great Lakes is either eliminated or minimized. Okay. But that project hasn't started work yet and they're not there. And the governor of, of Michigan has tried a couple times now to shut the existing pipeline down, which the existing pipeline isn't in a tunnel. The existing pipeline is just on the lake floor Mm -hmm. and they're worried rightly or wrongly about this line spilling. And so this is the most aggressive move we've seen so far, which is the governor has just moved to try to cancel an easement. So cancel essentially the land license that Enbridge has that allows them to operate a pipeline on the Great Lakes. They want to shut it down over concerns about the potential devastation to the environment in the event that the pipeline were to leak right into the Great Lakes. What has Enbridge had to say about that? What like Has Line 5 ever leaked into the lakes before? I don't believe it has leaked into the lake. Um, however, last year there was an issue where one of the anchors that kind of hold the line in place because you know, they don't want a tide or any anything to kind of shift the pipeline as it's on the bottom of the lake. So there's these anchors that are holding in place. And one of these anchors slipped. The line was shut down as a precaution. But as I understand it, there wasn't a leak that was identified. But ever since then, there's been this kind of heightened attention on this pipeline. And yeah, they are worried that if an anchor gave out before, maybe it could give out again, maybe the next time would be worse. So yeah, there are these concerns about it. And that's kind of the incident that has led to additional attention. It's been controversial since before that event. And Enbridge, how they've responded is they've said that there wasn't a spill. We dealt with the situation. We fixed it. And then the other, they're kind of starting to get a little aggressive with Michigan and saying, you're not our regulator. We don't really answer to you, I guess is the the (laughs) way to put it in the shortest order. But uh, what they're saying is we're not going to shut this line down unless the uh, Pipeline and Hazardous Materials Safety Association tells us to. We're not going to shut it down unless a court or the regulator tells us to. Okay. Uh, so we've got a real big fight on our hands between the two sides. Looking at Line 5 and its place in the network of pipelines that move Canadian oil and its role in getting oil to places like Sarnia, where there are refineries, how critical is it to Canada's energy industry and energy security? Yeah, so this isn't the biggest pipeline. Line 5 isn't the biggest pipeline that exists. From a producer's perspective, if you're in Alberta, any loss of pipeline when there's already, you know, challenges building new ones would be a hit and it would be a challenge for the Canadian oil and gas producers to deal with and it would be hard. The part of the industry that's going to deal with this in the most unpleasant way is going to be Shell, Imperial and Suncor. Those three companies have these refineries in Sarnia. There are not a lot of options for them if that pipeline is shut down. Imperial has talked about potentially bringing oil in on barges or up the St. Lawrence to try to feed its pipelines. Suncor has gone out and bought a pipeline that runs from 
Montreal to Maine, hmm. and they're going to try to bring pipe oil in from off the coast of Maine to Montreal and then move it down to Sarnia. These companies have had to disclose what their contingency plans are because this is a major problem. And it's not just a major problem for these companies, but also the city of Sarnia is, uh, I've spoken with the mayor a couple times, the city of Sarnia is sweating about this. And so are the union reps there because refining in these facilities are the main employer in that city. And if they're shut down, you could see temporary layoffs, like thousands of temporary layoffs. Maybe they'd be permanent depending on how soon that pipeline can come back online. It's a major problem. It's also the, you know one of the main sources for getting jet fuel to airports in the area, including the international airport in Detroit, as well as in Toronto. Hmm. It's, this is a major problem. And the, the issue would stretch all the way, not just Southern Ontario, but it would stretch into Quebec. It would stretch into Ohio, all the way to Pennsylvania. But not only that, I, this is where this story gets really interesting and bizarre. And you start to wonder why the governor in Michigan would do this, because that pipeline, it doesn't just deliver oil. It's also delivering propane. And it delivers about 65% of the propane that is used in northern Michigan for heating their houses. So it's kind of like cutting off your nose to smite your face. In, in Michigan's case, they, they rely on this as well. And there have been a couple companies that have said there will be layoffs in Michigan if this does happen. So with all of that said, what is the motive behind Michigan's governor? That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> so the people I've spoken to are actually a little bit perplexed as to what the motive is here. It could be just trying to boost your uh, environmentalist bona fides with a green electoral base, I suppose. But when you're talking about propane for heating your houses, and Michigan isn't the same as Florida, you need to heat your home in Michigan. A lot of analysts I've spoken with, people in the industry, have been speaking with people in Michigan as well. There is some confusion as to what the end goal is here. Because if the end goal is to shut off the pipeline, and there's another polar vortex next winter or you know, at the tail end of this winter, you've got a, a real issue here. And in fact, the governor of Michigan signed an emergency order for propane under a month ago in the middle of that polar vortex. Mm -hmm. So it's this really bizarre situation where the governor is both trying to shut down the main source of propane into the state and signing an executive order that highlights just how important propane is to the state. It's confusing, I would say. There's been criticism of the Fed's handling of another pipeline issue, the Keystone XL, which recently had its permits revoked by the Biden administration. Now, this is coming to a head after that decision, even though the debate around Line 5 has been simmering for quite some time. But what have the Prime Minister or the Natural Resources Minister said about Line 5, and how do they plan to defend it? So what they've said about this pipeline is it's non-negotiable, which is a pretty aggressive stance to take. And they have promised to use a treaty that had been signed on cross-border pipelines, existing cross-border pipelines that they think will give them an advantage in negotiating to ensure this line continues to operate. There is an aggressive stance that the federal government has taken on this, and it has uh, frankly rankled politicians in Alberta Premier Jason Kenney's party, as they've said, you know, where was this line? It's non-negotiable when it came to Keystone XL. That's kind of what has raised the ire in Alberta is, uh, you know, perhaps there might have been a more aggressive stance taken on some of these other projects. Mm -hmm. You know, these other projects, they weren't built yet. 
Keystone Excel was under construction. So taking you'd be taking away a piece of infrastructure that you were kind of banking on in the future. In this case, you're taking away a piece of infrastructure that has existed for decades and uh, would really cripple Southern Ontario, as well as um, a number of U.S. states. That would be the difference then as to why we might be getting a more full-throated defense for Line 5 than we did for Keystone XL. Even though the feds did say, you know, we went to bat for Keystone XL, but... You know, it just wasn't meant to be or along these lines. But the fact that Line 5 exists, it's already moving oil and propane and taking care of energy needs in a number of places that that's why the feds may be kind of ready to fight a little harder for this. Yeah. And I mean, one of the things that the Alberta government is saying, and I guess time will tell or we'll see, um, the Alberta government is saying that the loss of this pipeline would hurt Ontario more than it would hurt Alberta. And so maybe that's why there are political reasons why the Liberals in Ottawa want to snatch this one out of the fire. I don't know. That's kind of a bit of political gamesmanship, perhaps. Mm -hmm. There is an issue where if you allow an existing pipeline to be prevented from operating, where does it stop? I think that's part of what Ottawa's argument is here. Now, Line 5 isn't the only Enbridge project that has seen some controversy. There's Line 3, which is also running from Western Canada to the Midwest area there. Where are things at with Line 3? Yeah, Line 3 has seen its challenges too, and uh, it has been delayed in the past, but it's almost finished now. So that project is expected to be up and running and flowing oil by the tail end of this year. The majority of that pipeline had already been built, but... The company ran into problems in Minnesota and a legal challenge in Minnesota, and that delayed the part of the pipeline that goes through that state. So by the end of this year, it's expected to be done, but it is still seeing some challenges on the ground, protesters trying to disrupt work. That one's been a bit controversial as well in Minnesota. Just as they're fixing up some of the issues they've had in Minnesota and getting past that, new challenges arise in Michigan. So Enbridge has said that, you know, they'll only shut it down if they're told by their regulator or the courts. I expect that this case is going to hit the courts. When does Line 5 potentially hit the courts? So Line 5 is scheduled for some court hearings in May. And now here's where it gets a little interesting is the order from the Michigan government demands that this pipeline is shut down by May 12th. According to the schedule I'm looking at, it doesn't look like they have their day in court until May 18th. So we might have about six days here or longer where the governor has demanded the line shut down, Enbridge has said no way, and we're waiting for a court outcome. I don't know exactly how long this court process is going to take, but yeah, we may we may see a period of time when there's just kind of open defiance from Enbridge to the governor in Michigan. All right. Well, it's something that I know Alberta will be watching very closely. I guess we'll see what happens with the federal response and when this hits the courts. Jeff, thanks for your time. Thank you. 10-3 is produced by Sean Knox, theme music by Bryce Hall. Thanks to my guest, Jeffrey Morgan. More from him at financialpost.com. I'm Dave Breckenridge. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.